This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 175. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Got a fascinating guest coming up for you today, and we're going to be getting into the power of language, and in particular, what you can say to overcome objections and how you can totally change the game and uh, like talk about pattern interrupt thinking and some of these things that uh, these are some of the tools that my guest today is using so overcoming objections establishing rapport that kind of thing i think there's some really cool ideas here we're going to be offering some free giveaways so make sure you stay around for that I wanted to talk just quickly. I've been having some terrific discussions with some of my private coaching group clients in the last couple of weeks. Uh, And in particular, uh, those that have quite a few listings on board. So if you have a number of listings, even if you don't have a lot of listings, uh, my, my advice at this point is to grade your listings and have some real discussions with some of your sellers. And when I say grade your listings, I'm talking about grading them as to motivation. So if you've got, let's say, for example, you have a seller on board and you're, uh, you have an asking price of, say, 850000 and the property's really only worth seven to seven fifty, you know that you, you need a price adjustment. Now, if this seller is not motivated to sell, all of the clever language in the world is not going to convince them to change their price. So you need to be working with sellers that are motivated. So I would be going through my whole list and, um, and, and highlighting uh, or scoring firstly uh, from zero to 10, 10 being really motivated to sell, zero being not that motivated at all, and scoring them and setting aside the sevens, eights, nines and tens, and then putting a price beside those as to, as to what they need to be priced at to get a result in the next 30 days, right? So back to my 850 example, let's say you've got a property on the market for 850, that's your asking price or thereabouts, and it's really only worth seven to 750, which is not an uncommon scenario. But in this case, your seller is really motivated. They've bought another property, they must sell. They're calling you every other day. They're saying, Ray, I need to get a result. Um, Or if your name's Ray, if it's not, they'll be calling you your name. So whatever. Um, And just from that point of view, um, really targeting in, focusing in on what the property needs to be priced at to sell. So target your motivated sellers, right? So go through your list, target, as I said, um, uh, everybody or give them a score from zero to 10. So those that are those that are like seven, eights, nines and tens, give them a price as to what they need to be priced at, as I just mentioned, what they need to be priced at to get a result this month. Then get them on the phone or, or, or even better, if, you, if it's possible, go and see them. You are so much more powerful in person. And I would, I, I would have a sit-down discussion and say, here's the situation. I'm concerned about the future of the property market. And I think all things being equal and all things being reasonable, I think we're entitled to be concerned about the property market for a number of reasons. I don't see how you can take so much out of the economy that we're doing at the moment because uh, of businesses closing and people not working 
I don't see how you can take that kind of money out of the economy and still expect it to uh, maintain boom conditions. The other thing is that I think we're kind of moving into a natural cycle as well. You know, this has been for many of us a 25 or six year boom and all good things come to an end as we know. So, uh, so many people in real estate have never experienced a tough time, which is interesting. I remember the early 90s, so turning back the clock a little bit, but things got really tough in 1990. And it was really 94, 90, it wasn't 94 or 95 until things started picking up. So I think that we have a moral and ethical um, obligation to say to our sellers that we have some concerns. If that is your opinion, you might totally disagree with me. And hey, I would love to be wrong. I'm just trying to look at um, considering history. We are in this unprecedented um, global pandemic. Um, I have three brothers in Victoria, two of them under lockdown, all in real estate, and we're having to adapt and having to change and look, looking at our opportunities. But I'd be sitting down with my sellers and saying, here's the thing, I'm really focusing on the next 30 days on my sellers that would like to get sold because I'm concerned about the future of this property market. Would you like to be included? And ask them that question. And perhaps in in light of what today's guest is going to say, there might be a better way to ask ask that question. So when you when you listen to my interview with Paul, you will uh, you'll probably come up with some ideas of your own. Very very powerful stuff. But that's the gist, I guess, of what I'm trying to of what I'm trying to suggest. Have that discussion, and you really need to make an argument here. So um, if if they're not selling in this climate, do you think it's going to get easier or harder for them to sell in September, October, November, December this year. My view is that I think it's going to get more more difficult. So let's make hay while the sun shines. If you have motivated sellers, I believe, like I said, you have a moral and ethical uh, obligation to sit down with them, get them priced right and get them sold. So focus on the motivation. As I said, if they're not motivated, they're not going to sell. So Right at the moment, still in many areas, there, uh, th- there are some reasons why they should be getting ready to sell. There is still good demand in many, in many areas. There is pent up demand from buyers who can't buy. There, is less, uh, there are less listings on the market in many areas, which has been really helpful for sellers with their prices. The other factor is that, boy, I mean, interest rates have never been this low in our lifetimes. So what better opportunity for buyers to jump in and buy now if this is the thing? So um, that's, that's kind of the, the summary of your argument in speaking with your sellers, just to sit down and get them sold. And it might take a couple of, a couple of visits but, um, or a couple of discussions, but focus on the motivation. Um, as I mentioned before, if they're not motivated to sell and they're just sitting there on the market, then... Look, I think they're probably doing more harm than good. Nobody it's, it, nobody wants to buy a property that's been sitting around for ages. I just think it really does a lot of damage. So um, I wanted to share that. I wanted to share those ideas. I've been thinking about that for the last week or so after speaking with some of my, my private coaching clients and they're getting some great results from this strategy. And you just need to sit down and just say, hey, if you want to get sold, let's get sold. If you'd like to get sold this month, would you like to be on the list? I'm going to be focusing specifically on those sellers that want to get sold. Would you like to be included? It's like saying, do you want to be in my club? Do you want to be included? Do you want to get sold? 
If they don't, then they don't, and you probably can't help them. But if they do, they need to straighten up and fly right, they need to get priced right, and get your reductions in place, and get your people sold, because I'm tipping that in the months to come, you'll be getting a phone call from them saying, thank you so much for helping us get a result. In view of what's happened to the market, we really think we did the right thing. So that's that. they are my thoughts uh, around that. My guest today uh, is a guy called Paul Ross from San Diego, California. And Paul is an author, and I'm going to be getting into the details about his book and and some of the really cool ideas and life skills and stories that Paul's going to share that um, have made a big difference to his life and make a big difference to the people that he works with, the people that he's been coaching, the people he's been helping. Um, and I'm going to give you the link to his book and also a link to the website where you can jump in and uh, grab it. So all that and more coming right up. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Jiggler. Jiggler is the creative, do-it-yourself, online marketing platform top agents are flocking to. Build everything in minutes right on your desktop. From marketing flyers, reports, lead generators, and social media posts, Jiggler has hundreds of templates waiting for you to customize, download, and print or post. Get started today. And try Jiggler free at Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Well, Paul, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. How, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm joined today by my Executive Director of Operations, NECA the Cat. NECA okay. is a one-year-old <laughs> kitten, and she's busy chasing her tail and dusting balls and getting into trouble in general. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, that's um, that's good to know. And you're in beautiful San Diego, where it's always yeah. Beautiful. We're a little yeah. Well, we're a little overcast, but I love San Diego. I'm I'm in love with where I live. Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be the number one spot in uh, in the USA, I think. So um, so many people love it there, which is awesome. Now, tell me a little bit about what you're doing and 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 what's going on. I'm keen to learn more, and and also thank you for reaching out and. And lining up this time for an interview when I, I got a little bit of an inkling as to what you do and I was really keen to share that with uh, with our audience so tell us tell us your story tell us what's going on well my background is I am a trained and experienced hypnotist and okay. actually a former dating coach and the very interesting thing is about 15 years ago I started to get emails from my students who said you know thank you very much I found the love of my life here's pictures of my family but they also started to send me emails saying, I'm using your stuff for sales and it's really working gangbusters. I'm, I'm doubling my sales or I'm 50% increasing my sales. So I thought that's interesting. And I went back and I mapped it all over. So essentially my idea is that the way to best make money is when you get your prospects to convince themselves to buy. And you do that through subconscious communication. You see, people don't make decisions rationally. They make decisions, whether we want to admit it or not, it's not the most easy thing to concede to necessarily, is that people make decisions largely emotionally and on the subconscious level. And then they use facts, data, and figures to justify it. So in my book, 
subtle words that sell. I talk about certain ways to use those words to create states of instant trust, deep rapport, focus, because I think one of the number one issues we have today is our prospects just don't know how to focus the way they yep. used to. Yep. And then uh, my favorite thing is to teach how to crush objections, okay. particularly okay. Well, for realtors, particularly love, for realtors. I'm keen to get into that. Now, I'm not going to make the mistake of um, I've done this in the past and I've, I've left it right till the very end to kind of uh, intro a link. So can you just tell us where we can go get some more information right up front? Sure. I suggest that people go to my website. It will tell you how to go to Amazon and get the book, but also give you a course I created on how to destroy objections. And okay. this is especially useful for realtors. My parents were realtors. Okay. And there's another free course on how to 10X your mindset. So if you go to subtlewordsthatsell.com, subtlewordsthatsell.com, it'll show you Yes, you can get the book on Amazon, but if you do it through that site, you'll get my two free courses, How to Crush Objections and How to 10X Your Mindset. Okay, well, thank, thank you for that, Paul. I'm going to include that link in the show notes. Yeah, so, sure. Uh, for, those of my, for, the, for, for my listeners who are riding their bike or walking their dog or driving their cars or, or whatever, um, don't worry about writing that down because you can go straight to the show notes for this episode and grab it. Um, can you... And, and like you, you, you talked, you just talked about a lot of things. Um, I'm interested in the, in the crushing of, you sort of had me at crushing objections. Yes. Can we, yes. Can you give us a little bit, yes. of, a little bit about that? Cause that yes. is so huge first, right now. First, let me give you the concepts behind it. I'll give you some word for word ways to do it. Okay. But first, I want to give you the concept behind it. In hypnosis, there's an idea called a pattern interrupt. See, people are generally on autopilot. They behave in predictable patterns. They think in predictable patterns. They feel in predictable patterns. When you interrupt that pattern, you create a temporary window of suggestibility through which people can be led. Okay. Now, I learned this uh, as a dating coach. I'll tell you a quick story. I had a client who paid me a tidy sum of money. I took him out to a restaurant that had a patio area. And this guy struck out so terribly. I was, I just felt humiliated on his behalf. So we leave like 1 a.m. in the morning. And I see a lovely lady across the parking lot. And I said, look, there's a beautiful lady waiting for her cab. For some reason, it went in the wrong way. And she was furious. She swore at me like a sailor, told me to do things with my anatomy that are not physiologically possible. Right. And my student got really angry. Wow. You could see the veins bulge out on his head. He was ready to give her a piece of his mind. I put my arm out. I said, no, we decide where we come from. Look at her. She's someone's daughter. She's someone's sister. She's someone's best friend. Somewhere, she's deeply loved. Mm -hmm. Now, she burst into tears, ran over to me, threw her arms around me, sobbing, saying, thank you. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. I took her from hating me to loving me in the space of 30 seconds because yeah. I didn't go into reaction and I broke her pattern of response. What was her expe expectation that I would do? Well, number one, yell back at her. Number yeah. two, apologize. Number three, slink away. But because I didn't do that, I broke her expected pattern of response. It's the same when someone objects. So let's play with an objection. I need more time to think it over. Go ahead. Let's role play. Hit me with that one. Okay, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not quite ready to make a decision yet. I need a little more time. 
I understand. May I ask you a question? Sure. Have you ever taken a long time to think something over and it still turned out to be a bad decision? Yes. Maybe it's not about time, but about the clarity you need to recognize. You really want to move forward today. So thinking about it just like that, what concerns can we clear up so you can see this is the decision you want to make? Okay. Now, when I said, have you ever had the experience of taking a long time to think it over and it still turned out to be the wrong decision? That temporarily created a little stutter in the mind. Yeah. Did it not? Yeah, sure. So in that space, you can then begin to suggest and redefine it. Now I'm taking it and I'm no longer making it about time, but I'm making it about clarity. Maybe it's not about time, but about the clarity you need to recognize this really is a good decision. I'm also implanting the, the suggestion, this really is a good decision. Do you see how that works? Yep. Yep. I'll give you another one. I'll give is you that, another one. Can, can yep. I interrupt? Is, is that a little bit of NLP as well in there? That is NLP. That's absolutely yeah. NLP. Okay. I'm a master practitioner and trainer of NLP. For those who don't know, my definition of neurolinguistic programming is it's a study of how language structures consciousness, shapes decisions, and drives behavior. Yeah. Really, what I'm teaching is, is, is a unique way of looking at sales. To me, sales is about creating states of consciousness. So before you go in and think, what is my marketing plan or how do I show this property, whatever, the first thing I want my students to think about is what states of mind do I want my prospects, my potential buyers, my potential people who are going to list with me to be in when they're receiving the information I have? What states do I want to be in, want them to be in? So the idea of sales being about creating and structuring states of consciousness is a whacked out, batly crazy way of looking at it. Yeah. It's, it's a uniquely different paradigm and because it is, it holds the potential for bringing completely different results. I'll give so, you another one. Yeah, I'll, please. Well, this came out of my memories, my terrible memories of my parents trying to sell real estate. Now, my parent <laughs> problem with my parents is they were people pleasers. Right. They backed down. And they were always the ones to allow people to negotiate down their commissions. Yeah. They wanted to be liked more than they wanted to serve by selling real estate. And that's a disaster. So there's two types of agents that don't make it. There's the ones who are confrontational and are pushy. And then there are the ones who are people pleasers and just knuckle under. Yes. So a typical objection they used to get from what they would tell me is, well, can, can you lower your commission a little bit? There's another agent who's willing to do it. They told me at a little bit lesser commission. Yes. Now, my, my way of dealing with that objection is to say, I understand, Mr. Smith, but with the right agent, you're not paying a commission. You're investing in skills. Maybe you'll get lucky with the discount option, but do you really want to rely on luck when it comes to the most important asset in your life? your home. Do you get it? Like so it. you hear the reframe? Maybe yeah. uh, um, with the right agent, you're not paying a commission. You're investing in skills. Yeah. Now, so we're reframing it from payment to investment. And then we're speaking of truth. Do you really want the discount bargain to be representing you when it comes to the most important? Do you really want to rely on luck? Yeah. When it comes to the most important asset in your life, your home, 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I like it. So you're kind yeah. of you're kind of um, you're planting that um, that subliminal uh, paraphrase almost. So uh, especially, um, I forget specifically what you said before. You, you kind of told you kind of told them almost what you want them to think. Ah, I su- but I didn't tell them. I suggested it. I yeah, suggested. Yeah. I said su- I didn't say, "Look, Mr. Smith, I am the right agent." Mm-hmm. I said, "With the right agent, you're not paying a commission. You're investing in skills. Yeah, Maybe that. you'll get lucky with the bargain basement choice. But do you really want to rely on luck when it comes to the most important investment in your life, your home?" Yeah. You understand? So what am I implying? I'm implying that everyone else is a bargain basement option. And they're, if you go with them, you're going to have to rely on luck. And yeah. who wants to get, rely on luck or gamble with their home? Would you? Yeah, true. No, of course not. Yep. Yeah, of course not. And these, uh, this is especially powerful when it's, uh, when it's set up. And uh, my listeners will know what I'm talking about here with a, with a great pre-listing kit and, and client testimonials that bear out the actual facts as well. So. You're not kind of going in cold. Paul, what about... Um, well, what- well, can I speak to that just for yeah, a minute? Yeah, sure. Yep. Here's, uh, I, uh, first of all, I'm not telling you to replace your existing sales process with what I'm giving you. I'm simply saying add this in yep. because the challenge, your big challenge to making a sale or getting the listing is not your competition per se. It's that, number one, your clients don't have the focus they used to have. They just yep. don't. They're, and they're bombarded with too many options. And it's possible that as good as your testimonials or your marketing plan is, they've already seen that kind of thing before. Yes. So before you present it, you want to create the states of uh, mind where they feel like they trust you, where they want to be led by you, where they see you not only as someone they like, but as someone who they're willing to follow. So let me give you some language. And on first listen, it's going to be very difficult to, to get it. But I, I assure you that as you find yourself listening to this episode over and over, you'll recognize that you can do this. So I would say something like this. The typical way of saying it would be, uh, as I'm presenting this marketing plan to you, I would just like to point out how many testimonials there are from people just like you whose home we sold in record time at these great prices, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's great. But I would preface it. I would say... Before we go through this marketing plan together, now let's stop right there. We together, those are what I call implied relationship words. When you present the marketing plan to someone, however good the marketing plan is, you're doing it to them. But when you say, as we explore this marketing plan together, we explore and together what I call implied relationship words. They imply a relationship, do they not? Of course. I would just like to invite you, invite. Do we invite people who we don't have some kind of relationship with? No, we don't. I just invite you to share the questions that naturally arise when a great decision is going to be made. I didn't say ask the questions. What's the difference between asking questions and sharing questions? Um, well, sharing implies that uh, we're kind of in it together. Exactly. So what you're doing in the space of using four words, you're creating something that's beyond rapport. Rapport is great. 
a willingness to follow you is much better. Yeah. So what if within the first 60 seconds prior to presenting the marketing plan, you could create an, on the unconscious level a state inside of them where they want to follow you? Isn't that even better than rapport? Isn't that even better than well, no like, and trust? That was, that was my next question, actually. What's the best way to establish rapport? And you've just kind of answered it. Because I think, you're laying yeah. the groundwork for, for what's coming rather than like most salespeople, and I've done this myself, I'm all business, I'm in there. Hi, Mr. Ross, uh, what's going on? How can I help you today? Um, let's get to work. So Everyone does that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone does that. And if you always do what other people have done, then here's the problem. Uh, you're, you basically are, are not selling real estate. You're selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. If you yeah. take away nothing but that from this interview, take that away. You're never selling real estate or your product or service. You're fundamentally selling, fundamentally selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. Yeah. And decisions are dependent on the state of mind your prospect is in. So I want to make this very clear. Rapport is nice, but a willingness to follow you and wanting to be led by you, that's even better than rapport. Yeah. So rapport is simply, if they want to follow you, that implies rapport. I think a state of eagerness to believe you, wanting to see you win, and following you, and my wild that bleep crazy claim as you can create that with four or five words in the space of a minute. Put that before your marketing plan. Put okay. that bef before you present a home. As we're doing this tour, this home together today, I'm not sure which features you'll find yourself really wanting to own this. But as that's taking place, I invite you to share the questions that naturally arise when a great decision is going to be made. Okay. Do you hear it? Yeah. Do you hear that pattern? Now, mm -hmm. consciously, you can't even remember what I just said. But on the unconscious level, it went in and it created a state where the people are. I gave people a suggestion. Notice what it is you really like about this place. Recognize what it is about that that would make you stop and think to yourself, yeah, I really want this. And then I said a great decision is going to be made. Notice what I didn't say. I didn't say a great decision to buy today or a great decision to, to make me your listing agent is going to ha happen today. Why didn't I get that specific? Because you're, it's kind of like an ultimatum. Yes. But see, I want the prospect to fill in the blank for themselves. Here's okay. another core principle of subtle selling. Here it is. Whatever you can get the prospect to imagine for themselves will be perceived by them as being their own thought and therefore they won't resist it. And one of the keys to doing that is by being vague in a way where they fill in the blank for themselves. So when I say a great decision is going to be made, I don't say who's going to make the great decision, a great decision to do what? Because it's vague, this is a bit of hypnosis, technical vocabulary, the unconscious mind does what's known as a transderivational search. Now. Transderivational search simply means the unconscious mind searches for all meanings and applies the meaning that makes sense in the context of what you just said. That's a basic way of saying your prospect will fill in the blank for themselves, but they'll do it in the way where you want them to. Because the the um, the, the great decision may be not to buy. You haven't you haven't shut anything down. Well, the great decision, based on the suggestions I've given right before that 
it's much more likely that the decision is going to be that they are going to buy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I like it. What are some of the, what are some of the, back on the establishing rapport when you're, uh, because so many times in real estate we are, when we're, when we're reaching out to connect with somebody and we want to win what we call a listing, right? We want, uh, if, if Paul is selling his house, we want to be appointed as the agent. So a lot of the time we are going in cold and, and we're looking to establish rapport. So um, your suggestion is, is look at the language, uh, suggestive and engaging language to, to kind right. of start to bridge that gap before you get into the nitty gritty. Right. I would say something yeah. like, well, first of all, let me just correct the metaphor you used. I don't like the metaphor of going in cold. Okay. You're not literally freezing. They're not literally freezing. Your body temperature mm -hmm. is at 32 degrees. I don't even like the idea of cold calling. Let's reframe it as opportunity outreaches. Okay. How much okay. different? Uh, exactly. Language is powerful. Metaphor yeah. is powerful. Yeah. Metaphor is a bridge from one way of understanding into a new and more empowering way of understanding. So just that shift right there. Look, the prospecting starts before you pick up the phone, before you knock on the door. Yeah. The prospecting starts with the state of mind that you're in. Again, selling is about structuring consciousness, structuring states of mind both in yourself and in your prospects. So it has to start with you. It has to start from a place where you're interested in the sale, but you're invested in your skills. Here's another takeaway. Good salespeople know how to prepare for the sale. I understand. Champion salespeople are prepared for the sale, interested in the sale, but they're invested in their skills. As a metaphor, in a breakfast of bacon and eggs, one animal is invested. The other one is just interested. Right. You get it? Which animal is invested? The pig. Exactly. <laughs> so most salespeople have it back ass words. Okay. They're, 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 in, they're invested in the sale, but they're only interested in their skills. Okay. So you've got to create, and then you have to have sort of what I call bifocal vision. I'm old enough to remember bifocals. I don't know if you are, but for the youngsters in the crowd, they were glasses you would wear. The bottom half of the lenses were for seeing close up and reading and the top half we're seeing far away. Yeah. So in order to establish the proper motivation for opportunity outreach, you have to have two things. You have to have your eye on the close up details, but then you have to have a vision of what you want to create for yourself in terms of your financial goals. And you have to be able to go back and forth between the two. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So uh, I teach a lot of mindset, a full third of what I teach in my courses and in my book, Subtle Words That Sell, and any kind of coaching is mindset. Yeah. And I here's my claim to fame. Because I used to coach guys who hadn't had a date uh, well into their 30s or 40s, I had to get them through all that negativity and hear so many no's. Learning how to deal with no, if you think it's difficult in sales, imagine with a guy who's really emotionally backwards and who's heard nothing but know his whole life in an area that's so charged with ego. So if I can teach them, it's a piece of cake to teach fairly competent people how to handle it. How do you, how do you do that? Like, I know we're getting off topic, but um, like a guy in, in his thirties, who's never had a date or never had a girlfriend. Um, where do you start with that? I start with uh, reprogramming their notion of what it means to be attractive Okay. And I teach them, and this is a way of dealing with no. I'm going to tell you, 
how you can turn selling into a spiritual practice, as okay. odd as that sounds. I'm, I'm one, of the one of the best ways to deal with no is to bless the person who wasted your time or rejected you. Mm -hmm. My parents used to call the people, the, the flakes, they used to call them ding-dongs. Wow, they really jerked me around their ding-dongs. Yeah. <laughs> I say, do this. When someone wastes your time or just says no or backs away, I say, say this, bless you. Thank you for showing up as my teacher and your guide. May you flourish and prosper and grow. Bless you. I send you on your way with love. Now, as new agey and woo-woo as that may sound, when you bless the people who have frustrated you, when you bless the people who have said no, you grow in your great, you grow in your mag, magnanimity and in, in your willingness to be open to what's coming your way. Yeah. So I say, yeah, I get that. turn it into a spiritual practice. Literally, bless the people who frustrated you. Bless the people who said no to you. Because to do otherwise is just like a propagating sort of negative uh, negative trajectory anyway. Right. You're just going to feel crappy about them, like you're saying, like your parents. Um, and, and, you know, we've all been through, like, that client was a jerk. Um, boy, couldn't help them. No, yeah. the client, the client wasn't a jerk. The client made the best decision they could given their resources and given their states of confusion and yeah. overwhelm and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. yeah, I like it. So it's a totally new way to think about it. Um, in some of your work with, with realtors and, and real estate agents, can you give us any examples there of, of uh, any transformational kind of processes that you're able to share with, uh, with some of your clients? I think the number one thing for my clients has been to under certain fundamental principles is to get that they're not selling real estate. Yeah. They're selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. Second, mm -hmm. it's not enough to be of service. You also have, to me, selling is about service times suggestion. Yeah. You have to be able to accept, recognize, and enjoy that you're selling to the subconscious or unconscious mind and therefore be okay with using the power of suggestion. And again, okay. I want to make it really clear. If you have a sales process that's working for you, I'm not saying to abandon it, but put this stuff in it. It's like taking a car and adding fuel that injects more power into the engine. Yep, I love Does it. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. So I've taken, people, I've taken people, once they grasp this and increase their sales by about 30% in 90 days. That's my basic guarantee. If I can't get your sales up, and 30% by 90 days, then I'll either give you your money back if that's what you want or give you an additional 30 months, of co three, 30 days of coaching. Nice, nice. Okay, well, we can check out and you've got some freebies at subtlewordsthatsell.com. People can also use that link to grab your book. Um, I, I'd like to thank you for just a great session today. Um, thank you. Any, anything that you'd like to leave us with? I would say that selling is a heroic activity, and I'll tell you why. Because people don't know how to make good decisions. When you guide and lead your prospects, clients, to making good decisions, you're expanding their beliefs about what's possible, what they're capable of, and what they deserve in the world. And yeah. that, to me, is a heroic thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well put. Thank you, sir. It's been a blast. Um, Thank you. And, uh, I will let you know when we're live. Thank you so much.
It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray. 